Hey everybody, I'm Connor, that's Doug, and welcome to Podden My French, a podcast finally focused for our fellow Francophiles. In this episode, we'll delve into the secrets of the Eiffel Tower. Did you know that along with the post office and secret apartment, there's also a military bunker underneath the South Pillar? And did you know that French was the official language of England for 300 years? And did you know it's illegal to kiss your sweetheart on the train platform in France? And did you know... Connor Connor, Cinepassu Podcast. Sith, the Bethel School District presents a podcast about the Bethel School District. And you of all people should know that because this week you caught up with Tristan Bauman, a senior at the Pierce County Skills Center studying fire science, who got to put his life-saving skills to work at school recently. I was in my third period class. We're like 30 minutes into class and I noticed a student having a seizure on the other side of the classroom. It took me a little while to realize it, but as soon as I saw her fall to the ground and I saw her shaking and everywhere, I knew it was a seizure. I waited like 10 or so seconds for her to stop moving everywhere and then I noticed she had trouble breathing so I went to put her on the side also known as the recovery position and then I opened her airway up so she could get all the foam out of her mouth. And I imagine that's probably the first time that's happened to you. What was going through your head when you saw that, okay, she's having a medical emergency, I need to step in? Well, yeah, I completely agree that it's like a one in a lifetime experience. Really, I don't even know what's going on in my head. I noticed that I had a lot of adrenaline going on. I couldn't really think much, but I knew exactly what to do because of my fire and science class here at the school center. I understand you guys had learned that and obviously came in very handy this time. Is it something that was kind of drilled into you where it felt almost second nature or did you have to search in the back of your head of like, oh, how do I do that again? Oh, it was for sure second nature. It really came clear as soon as I saw what was happening. It just came to my mind and I did it. When we were alerted to what happened, a couple people are throwing the word hero around. How, how does that make you feel? Oh, it feels great. Yeah, it's really amazing. The school center, it offers a great opportunity of people for future careers and the fact that it could save lives just makes it twice as better. I imagine as a student in fire sciences, you were, you were strongly considering becoming a firefighter. Does this solidify your desire to do that? Yes. For sure, yes. I prepare myself every step of the way. I actually carry 50 pounds in my backpack just to train to become a wildland firefighter for DNR. And for that, you got to constantly have a 45-pound backpack on, and you're basically having to work with that backpack on 12 hours. Wow. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and thank you for your amazing work the other day in helping save that student. Yes. What a story. And not only did he save a life, he did it with training he received at school. That's just awesome. It is. And we ran into another life-saving story this week while filming a video about one of our school nurses. We did. Melissa McCoy is one of our amazing school nurses with 20 years of nursing experience behind her, two years here in the Bethel School District. And she said you never know when you have to put those life-saving skills to the test. I had a little girl. She fell and bumped her head pretty hard on a desk. When she came to the health room, it was bleeding. So we covered it, let mom know. In route from mom coming to the school, the student passed out and she stopped breathing. So I had to give her rescue breaths. So it went from a call mom to now call 911. Mom and 911 medics arrived at the same time. By that point, she started breathing again on her own and they transported her and mom to get a CT scan. She ended up being okay, but it just shows how quickly things can progress when kids get hurt. Thanks for sharing your story, Melissa. We're so thankful to all of our school nurses for everything they do to keep our students safe and healthy. 
Well, February is Black History Month, and Doug ventured over to Bethel High School to sit down with members of the Black Student Union to find out how they plan to honor, remember, and educate staff and students during this important month. Thanks, Connor. I'm sitting here at Bethel High School with our equity specialist, Darius Alexander, and two members of Bethel High's Black Student Union, senior Nathaniel Bruton and sophomore Sincere Wooten. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. Darius, let's start with you. For people that don't know, what is the Black Student Union and what role do they play here at Bethel and at our other schools? So the Black Student Union is one of the many clubs that we have here at Bethel High School to really give students a place where they feel like they belong, where they can come and be themselves, express their culture, learn more about their culture, and figure out how they connect to the school community. So it is February and we're celebrating Black History Month. What is the BSU doing here at Bethel High School to recognize Black History Month? I'll have our students give you more of the details, but at a high level, I'm super proud of what we're doing here at Bethel High School. I feel like this is most likely one of the first times in the district, if not the first time in the district, where we're taking up the entire month to make sure that we're celebrating black history and also bringing our community together. So we did a spirit week focused on um, black history themes and community. We're doing a movie night where we'll be watching Hidden Figures and talking about Katherine G. Johnson, which one of our schools is named after. We're doing a student panel where the students are just going to give the real, raw, uncut story about what it feels like to be a black student at Bethel High School, and we'll be closing it off with an assembly. Sincere, you're the vice president of the Black Student Union here at Bethel High. How did you all come up with the decision to celebrate this all month long rather than just one assembly? Basically, we were just like, we don't get to celebrate our culture much especially being in a predominantly white school. So we just figured that it was just about time that we actually got to celebrate rather than just like having an assembly and then everybody just forgetting that it's a whole month and not just a week or a day. It isn't just a day. We're talking about a whole month here. And Nathaniel, what are some of the events that are going on this month at Bethel High? We are having a spirit week centered around our ideas and reflects uh, Black culture in some way or another. Um, We're having what I'm currently working on, posters around the school that are like timelines for black historical events and things like that. One of the posters I was working on, it was around when racial gerrymandering was seen as, you know, it's not okay and it's unconstitutional. That's one that was big to me because our votes and our voice in the government is important and the way that that is orchestrated is needs to be known. And then we're having two assemblies actually we're planning on having guest speaker, talents, and more. So all of this would be done to kind of orchestrate and demonstrate our culture. I really do love the variety of things that you have there. Talk to me about Spirit Week. When we see stuff on Facebook, for instance, from elementary schools, it's Hat Day or it's, you know, Wacky Hair Day or something like that. What does a Black History Month Spirit Week, what's that look like? Well, for instance, we have like Inspirational Day, right? And it's like we dress up as someone inspirational to us who's black not for the sole sake of him being black but for him or her being you know inspirational you have a week full of things that are just centered around black excellence really i love that darius you have something to add so one of the days that the kids came up with that i was super proud of was melanin monday and i knew it was going to be kind of a controversial kind of thing because it's a it's a first in our community When I asked the question of why we wanted to do it, a few things stood out. First of all, it represents the students that came up with the idea. And when I say the students that came up with the idea, it's not just black students. It was a combination between our black student union, our leadership club, conversations with multicultural club. But it was our students coming together and say, yeah, it is about time 
that we celebrate something different. And so some of the messaging that I got from it was, first of all, yeah, sometimes when I go to classrooms, I am the only one with some melanin in my skin that's able to be seen on the surface. And now we're going to recognize that and I can show up and celebrate that. The other part of it is in our own community of celebrating the fact that there's no such thing as too black or not black enough. It's that we all share this common gene in our um, DNA that we can show up and celebrate and have conversations about. You said for some people that was a little controversial. What, what does it mean to both of you to kind of push against the status quo like that? I've always been unapologetically black. And so honestly, it feels like long overdue. There are a lot of ways to get involved in high school. There's a lot of clubs. You can do music. You can do sports. For you, what drew you to the Black Student Union? I was planning to do my AP classes, my college work, and kind of just, you know, get out. But I was talking to my physics teacher one day, and we normally talk, and Ms. Fowler, she came in, and she was like, hey, you should run for president. You should join the Black Student Union. And I was like, I didn't even know that existed. I really did not. And so I walked down to Portable 6. I kind of walked in. Mr. O'Donnell walked in, and me and him, we just kind of sat there and we, we kind of listened to what was going on. And I saw potential. I saw like a group of students that were black and they were getting together for something good. So I was like, hey, you know, what can I add to it? What can I contribute to it? So sincere, were you in the Black Student Union just this year or had you been in your freshman year as well? I joined BSU freshman year because I wanted to be more acquainted with black people because, again, there's not a lot of us. That was something I was interested in, and I didn't even go to freshman orientation. I didn't, like, know that it was a thing, but I heard it on the announcements, and I was like, I want to do that. Last year, like, we didn't really have, like, leadership, but I was dedicated. Honestly, BSU is the only thing I'm really dedicated to, and for real, it's an honor to actually be, like, a leadership role, like, be vice president of the Black Student Union. Well, speaking of leadership roles, how important is it to you to see black teachers, teachers of color in front of the classroom? What's your experience been? I went to like a predominantly like Hispanic school, actually, for like elementary school and like part of my middle school. And then I came to Bethel. It was like a lot different when I moved here. And I think it's really important to have like teachers that look like you, like black or not, like no matter what you are. And honestly, having a black person that's like an authority honestly benefits black people because we have Miss Fowler, Miss Wilson, Mr. Alexander, like we have like people. But honestly, it is really important that we have more. You know, we're all humans, but you know, with the black teachers or whatever, I just felt more of a connection. It was more comforting, I, I, I would say. You know how there's like regular food and like the comfort food? Having a black teacher would be like the comfort food, if you know what I'm saying. That's a great analogy. And, and yeah, if, you, if you're not comfortable in class, you're not going to learn. You'll learn better when there is that connection with a teacher. I love that. Well said. And well said to you, too. So let's circle back to Black History Month. For all of you, what does that mean to you personally? Um, for me, on a personal level, my parents are from Florence, South Carolina. They grew up during the Civil Rights Movement, had to deal with segregation and all that. And so when we moved up here, my parents didn't really have a lot of friends or anything. So it was my household is what I knew. And so downstairs, we had... a. Uh, Black History Library, and I loved reading, so I was reading all the books down there. My mom was super active in the Civil Rights Movement, and she likes to call herself like Angela Davis back in the day, so like she just taught me this stuff since I was young of taking pride in who I am, and so Black History has just always been a part of who I am as a person. As I've gotten older, what I believe and what I've come to see is, first of all, we should be celebrating everybody's history all year long. 
Black History Month, it's a nationally recognized month. And so, yes, we take this month to give some extra attention, but I also try to use it as a leverage point of let's take what we're learning now and apply that to every month of the year and not only just for ourselves, but what can we learn about other people's cultures and how can we dive into what they're doing and how can we also recognize other people all year long, 365 days a year. Like I said before, I've always been unapologetically black. And I was raised in a black household. It was me, my mom, and my brother all the time. So I grew up with a single mother. And she taught me to take pride in my blackness. And honestly, my mom, she like taught me a lot about black history, but there still is a lot for me to learn. So I'm glad that we have like culture months and not just black history month, which is very important. But like Mr. Alexander said, it's important for everybody to celebrate their culture all year. What Black History Month means to me is um, really just simply a celebration of black perseverance, really. Because I know the history, or I know some of the history I'm ever learning. You know, it really is all inspiring how some of our ancestors put up with what they put up with, you know. And it's, it's kind of a message to us to keep keep that going. Absolutely, absolutely. And I'd like to use our final question as a teaching moment for people listening. There's a lot of history here for each of you. Who is someone you look up to, either historically or today, that inspires you and why? I'll go to my mom, just because I saw her transition from how she saw the world and how she took her own personal hurts and went from this super hurt little girl who had to go to the back of the store to get ice cream and be called the N-word and sit at the back of the bus and watch her mom be abused and all those kind of things but racially going from that to moving out here to a little low span away and becoming a school teacher for Bethel School District and making it her mission and purpose to say I'm going to push the envelope and I'm going to love all of these kids and I'm going to pour into all these kids because I want to see them succeed and when I hear her stories of knowing where she came from and seeing her walk into a classroom and say every one of these kids sitting here deserves an opportunity to be the best that they can and seeing her grow as an individual and seeing her pour into kids and seeing her also say, yes, this is my job and here's what I'm required to do and here's what these kids need and this is what I'm willing to do and I'm willing to put in extra hours. And I remember sitting in her office at my house late at night grading papers because she decided to take that day to teach about black history because that's a topic that came up in her classroom. Nathaniel, how about you? Plain and simple, Frederick Douglass. I've impersonated him for Black History Month around three times now. I think I kind of broke up the continuation with Thurgood Marshall, but for the most part, Frederick Douglass, I really, I've read about him. I resonate with him, really, because it's like he taught himself, right? He had help to read, but after that, it was, he's teaching himself, he's reading the book, the Bible, over and over and over, and he's taking these words, and he he educated himself, and that's what really, you know, resonated with me, because sometimes I find myself, it's like, I'll be in my school books, and I'm reading this stuff, and I'm like, I just don't understand it. I'll get help from a teacher, right? He or she will give their explanation, and, I'll, and then I'll just go home, and I'm like, I have to really formulate my own idea of this stuff and what it means to me. So him doing that and then going to the levels he did, it inspires me because sometimes I do get, you know, discouraged, but I look up to him for inspiration. Darius, he looks like you have something to add. Somebody that I'm inspired by is a young lady that I've been working with for the last two years. Her name is Sincere Wooten, and I know that her name was not an accident because she has been sincere in every part of who she is including making fun of my bald head sometimes like she doesn't hold back on that but what I've seen over the last two years is that no matter what the issue was she's willing to stand up like she's wise beyond her years and she's been willing to stand up and say yep it's uncomfortable and I'm going to have the conversation 
yep, it feels awkward and I'm going to have the conversation. And she's been willing to learn, which I think is in working with an adult, that is one of the hardest things in life to do is to learn from other people. And I've seen her stand in front of a group of people and say, no, no, don't. Mr. Alexander, you don't got to stop the conversation. Let me hear them out. And then say, okay, yep, I own that. I could have been better in this. Here's what I'm going to work to do better. And then watch her do the work and get it done. So she inspires me to step my game up and do my job better and also calls me on my stuff sometimes. Sincere, that means final thoughts are yours. I appreciate that. I do. And I look up to you, even though you're short. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's going to do it for our show today. We'll be back next Thursday with a brand new episode. Au revoir to the monde. Doug, you're what the French call les incompetents. I'm really glad we waited till February to do our Home Alone references. Mm